Hello, adventurers, and welcome to The Game Master and Me, a two-player tabletop role-playing podcast with me, your host, Craig Burton. Hello, adventurers, and welcome back to The Game Master and Me. So, it's the end of the month, it's the last Wednesday, which means we have a brand new episode for you, and this time around, we are starting a new adventure. This time, it's a D&D 5e adventure. I won't go too much into it because James will tell you all about it in just a little while. Um, yeah, and as ever, be sure to stick around until the end of the episode because we have another promotion for you, this time from Omen Investigations, so be sure to stick around and listen to that. So, uh, let's have a little chat um, about what we're doing. Hello, James. It's been such a long time. Hello, Craig. It it has been a long time, but has it been a long time for the listeners? Who knows? Are there any listeners? Probably. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. Both counts. At least one. I know you listen. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. I do listen. And my my mum would probably listen. Really? No, I doubt it. My mum would definitely not listen. I think, Hi, she's... <laughs> I think she's kind of probably would roll her eyes a little bit if I told her what we we're doing. Yeah, your mum more so than mine. Oh. Mine would just be like, oh, that's nice. That's nice, dear. Yeah. That's nice. Goblins. Oh, okay, yeah. Dwarves. Whoa, okay. That's lovely, yeah, that's mate. nice, dear. Okay. Right then. Okay, well, um, I went on, I think it was Drive Through RPG yeah. plug. Um, and got myself a, um, a PDF of a D&D 5e adventure. Ooh. So I think if people are interested, then it is available, um, probably still available, and it was free. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Um, yeah. Okay. I I wanted to get into D&D 5e and was finding it tricky, if I'm honest. Hmm. Um, I've played a lot of 2E, maybe? Yeah, second edition, yeah, okay. And it's kind of the opposite way around, isn't it? Uh, probably. We don't yeah, really need to go because one you roll that, high but... and one you roll low. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I was probably. getting confused, but our, our good friend, our mutual good friend, uh, Brady. Hi, Mom. Wait, hi, Brady. <laughs> uh, started running a game, and uh, and it's cool, and I like it. I quite like the system, actually. So um, because he did that, I thought I'd run, try and run a game. Oh, nice. This game is called Storm King's Thunder. What? A great upheaval. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a really nice little glossy kind of PDF. Nice. Yeah. And so yeah. we've rolled up to a couple of characters, haven't we? Yeah, we have. So uh, how we're doing this, because it's obviously our thing is one player adventures, yes. um, I decided to give you a sidekick. Yeah, you did. Um, and we'll go through the character of the sidekick, but essentially he's a, he's a bard. Yeah. And he is your character's kind of biographer. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also I decided to do this thing, which we'll see how it works, but um, set pieces. Hmm. So like you know three set pieces because they've been traveling together and fighting together and you know learning each other and being friends and stuff they can do like if you get into a situation yeah uh in the game where you think oh it'd be really cool to be able to do this where i do this and then he does that and then you're working together and stuff a bit like uh get help from marvel that thor and loki do oh right yeah 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 yeah. yeah, let's do get help. Yeah. Um, a bit like that. So you've got the opportunity in the game to kind of say, oh, I'm going to do, you know, whatever it is. And then we sort of pause the game for a second while we talk about what it is. And you've got the opportunity to kind of retrospectively make it up. Amazing. Amazing. Imagine... I love this already. Is this a, yeah. is this a thing that's part of what, 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 what is this set pieces thing? Where did it come from? I just made it up. Uh, okay. Uh, because I thought it could be a good way of converting uh, multiplayer games into okay you know one player or nice. two player thing i love it i love it that's so awesome. we'll see how it goes really um but oh, i just like the God. idea that because the thing is in in role play games um usually you the party's just met or you know you don't get an opportunity to kind of exploit that shared history that sometimes the characters have yeah yeah because you weren't actually there okay yeah made up. yeah yeah Ooh. anyway we'll see how it goes yeah I, <clears throat> that's a brilliant idea well, excellent. I should sell it. 
Um, I mean, so probably, tell us a... probably already exists somewhere. Sorry to break it to you, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I can live with that. Yeah. So tell us about your character and how to pronounce his name. My character, Elias Shachmel. He is an elven charlatan warlock. Um, he is... His thing is kind of illusions and trickery and deception and that kind of smoke and mirrors kind mm, of a guy. Disguises. Yeah. Um, I picture him as a, a bit of a, a con man sort of magician type. Yeah, I guess he travels around. I, I think the reason he's got a biographer is um, either because he's a celebrity, a bit of a celebrity, uh, either that's because of his... Um, uh, his entertainment or perhaps uh, some of the things he's gotten away with. I don't think he's necessarily a, a, a great hero, so it's probably nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's going to, that I think will play really well into the story. Yeah. 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 But, I'm hoping um, for some really interesting conclusions. Okay. So yeah, maybe, that, we yeah. Can, maybe we can build on that and work on that but uh, i think yeah, it will yeah. definitely come in yeah yeah um, yeah yeah and his name shakamal again i hope i'm pronouncing that right that is a irish gaelic irish word uh, that means uh, illusion but um of appearance to change like appearance yeah excellent oh, okay so that really fits with your kind of disguise aspect and sleight of hand con man all that kind of stuff yeah and i thought it I made like me it. sound smart like i'd been researching or something as well that's what we're going for <laughs> <laughs> i love uh, i love coming up with names yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't know why people you reuse names because when you've got the opportunity to literally just make up words, yeah, how can you not exploit that? Um, well, I'll tell you just a brief bit about your sidekick yeah. um, before we before we get into it. Unless you want to say anything more about you. Um, no, I'm going to let you person. crack on. I'm going to let you crack on. Okay. One of the things that's going to be interesting is we obviously chose some uh, spells because he's a yes. warlock. Yeah. Um. And um, well, I don't know if you're very familiar with those spells, but we'll, we'll just play that as we go along. <laughs> Not as familiar as I perhaps okay. should be. <laughs> so the your sidekick is a half-orc bard. Yeah, brilliant. And um, he's actually a character in uh, another adventure that a friend is is running. Um, and uh, and he's he's a bit of um he's a bit of a throwback character because uh, he's. Because he's a bard and he's a half orc, I decided to play him so he sounds a bit like Brian Blessed. Brilliant. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know who Brian Blessed is, go on YouTube and just look up Brian Blessed um, because he's awesome. Yeah, he is. Um, I feel like I've heard you hit. say this before in something. Well, what, carry on. Brian Blessed is awesome. Yeah, I just had a, just a real well, moment mean, of deja vu. Well, maybe it's just because it's so true. <laughs> Probably. Carry on. Anyway, Sorry. so his name is, um, he's got many names. He could be Borgle the Bard. Borgle um, his the bard. official name is Borgle Earsplitter. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a folk hero, um, and it's quite interesting. It's quite fun having someone with really high charisma and also really high strength. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He's actually quite a good character actually. He's just got really bad dexterity, um, so don't expect him to be moving very quickly. That's but he's okay. got some cool stuff. He's got some mm. cool stuff, and I, I hadn't, I hadn't had much experience in uh, magic either, um, or spells rather. I did a bit of divine magic previously, but um, I hadn't had much experience in D and D spells. So, uh, so that was interesting getting into that, and good fun as well. And it's amazing actually how powerful you realise bards immediately are. Yeah, yeah. How useful they are, which is pretty cool. So that is him. Right then, let's get into this. Let's get into it. A great upheaval. Oh. I'm going to tell you some things that you know and also some little story stuff that's written in there. <clears throat> but it might take a little bit, bit of time. Nightstone, as you can see on the map, is a fortified settlement located a few miles south of the Ardeep Forest in the untamed hills between Waterdeep and Daggerford. A lonely wooden signpost standing where the trail to Nightstone meets the high road points the way to the settlement. A uh, bit of information, Nightstone's closest neighbours are the elves of the Ardeep Forest. 
hunters from Nightstone have incurred the elves' wrath on multiple occasions. I think your character also would be aware of a quite a big fight that happened a few years ago with the elves. Yeah. Um, the high steward of Nightstone, and I don't know if you want to write this down, is uh, Lady Velrosa Nandar. And she is a uh, Waterhavian noble. And um, this is also the person that we decided you did some studies with, right? Yes. Some, like, education, school, college, whatever, and uh, have a bit of a thing for. Yeah. Um, but I think um, you didn't really – she didn't go for you. You know, she's a noble. You were a nobody. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, but now, now you're not just a nobody. You've got a little bit of fame. You've got a little yeah. bit of fame uh, for good or ill um, or cons, whatever. Um, you know, you've got your own biographer now, so you may be going to come back and try your luck again yeah. with Vel Rosa or Vel. You can call her Vel if you want. Although in public, probably best to call her Lady Nandar. Lady Nandar, yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. what was the name of the place again? Nightstone. 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 Yeah, I was going to call it Nighttown. And I was like, that's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Nightstone. Nightstone from the massive chunk of obsidian that stands in the middle of the village square. Ooh. It is obsidian megalith and obsidian. it has strange <laughs> It has strange glyphs carved into it and yeah. it radiates magic uh under the scrutiny of certain spells. But no one really knows why it's there or what it does. Oh. And they the the village the villagers kind of assumed it was just some some relic of a bygone age and just kind of left it alone. Right. Okay. Okay. That's the stone. That's yes. why it's called Nightstone. Nightstone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. So I guess we time in. Yes. When you've been travelling along the high road for days, yeah. as evening approaches, you spot a wooden signpost next to a trail that. Heads north into the hills. Oh. Nailed to the post are three arrow-shaped signs. The two marked Waterdeep and Daggerford follow the high road, but point in opposite directions. The third, marked Nightstone, beckons you to follow the trail. If memory serves, Nightstone is roughly ten miles up the trail, which means ten miles of icy chat. Oh, look, um, Yeah. Look, there's a sign, Borgle. We're nearly... I say nearly there. Um, there's still ten miles to go. I think. Well, ten miles is ten miles is but nothing. Yes, it's in your company. Well, yes. Um, I mean, I've plenty more stories, Borgle. Plenty Borgle more. Borgle gets out his uh, his his notepad and pen, pencil, pen, quill, and uh, how how long is it since you have have been to Nightstone and seen the Lady Nanda? Oh, uh. It must be some 60 years, I think, since I was here last. My, that is a long time. Do you think she'll remember you? Um, I certainly remember her, and I'm quite hard to forget, don't you think, Borgle? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And even harder once I've woven this tale into <laughs> a thousand line tale that can be sung across the taverns. Yes, that would be... Yes, she will. Yeah, she'll certainly remember who I am. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, if you could uh, tell her the one, you know, the one with the with the ogres, the three ogres. If you could tell her that story, that would be that'd be a good one. Oh, which which one with the the three ogres? Um, the the one the one in the swamp. Or the one in the brothel? No, no, don't tell her the one in the brothel, no. Oh, no, the go, one go, in the go, swamp. Go, go, of course. Yes, the one in the swamp. If she could hear how I how I bested them, that would be marvellous. Yes. Uh, I, shall, I shall ensure that I offer it uh, as, a, as a serenade when we arrive. Excellent. Thank you, Borgel. Right. Anyway, where were we? Um, on the way to Nightstone. And I was telling you a story. What was I telling you? Oh, yeah. So there we were in this bar and I'd bet the man I'd, I'd, I'd managed to convince him to, to, to put all his money on this on this hand, on this hand that, that uh, he was sure he was sure to beat me. And um, I don't know if this should really be written down. Oh, well, yes. um, 
But while uh, I wasn't looking, I slipped another card out of my sleeve and uh, took everything he had. Everything he had, which was quite a substantial sum of money. Of course, his, his family were um, were rendered destitute. Uh, they had nowhere to go. And so I, I, I well, took Probably them horrible people anyway. Well, no, he was a terrible person. He was a terrible person. And uh, yeah, so I, 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 I took them in out of the kindness of my heart and I uh, sent him away and I, I became mayor of the city. Oh, yeah. excellent. I should definitely write that down. Yes. And yes. that's how you became mayor of Swampton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great city. Uh, it wasn't a great city, but I was mayor, obviously, until they found out about my cheating and ran me out of town. But that's another story. Ah, uh, another Altogether. story. I like stories. <laughs> yes, I'm full of them. <laughs> and uh, yes. And then obviously after that, I... Uh, I uh, took to the uh, travelling magician circuit. Uh, it's weird that there's so much work for a travelling magician in a world that's full of actual magic. Well, this is true, but I think it depends how you're prepared to use the magic. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I guess it depends how people are willing to pay for the magic or how stupid they are and how easily parted with their money or, you know, whatever else I cast my eye on they are really what i like about your your use of magic yes. is that it's uh, you you have no you have no code you have no no ethics no morals and it's so free and liberating it's just it's not boring like all those other wizards and sorcerers that just follow the rules time and time again well i mean uh yes that's true i am something of a remarkable creature uh, let us never forget this. Perhaps, um, perhaps talk of my, uh, my moral ambiguity is something we should keep hidden from the good lady Nandor. When as, we see as her. you wish. Yes. The, uh, no one can open the, uh, the notebook of Borgel. No. Apart from Borgel himself. What would happen if they were to try Borgel? I'm not sure. No one's ever tried. I'm going to uh, try and open the notebook of Borgel. Okay. Yes. I'm going All to right. reach over and yeah. just try and open it. Well, he t first of all, he's, it's in his hand, so he just kind of moves it away. What are you doing? Oh, it's true. No one can open the notebook of Borgel. Absolutely. That's huh. what I said. I it's mean, written, look, and that's... it shows you the cover, and on the cover it says, no one can open the notebook of Borgel. Okay. Apart from Borgel. Right. Um, do you know what's going to happen throughout this adventure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it. That's quite okay. remarkable, Borgel. Um, yeah, see to oh, it yes, it's... no one does. I mean, obviously it's your notebook. I can't tell you what to do with it, but uh, yeah, there's some rather... I find the written word carries much power. Hmm. Anyway, so he, he pops it in his... Uh, he, he closes it and puts it away. Um, and it now seems a good opportunity to tell you. Yeah. After following the trail for 10 miles, you hear the ringing of the bells. The sound grows louder as Nightstone comes into view. A river flows around the settlement, forming a moat. The village itself is contained within a wooden palisade which is like a wooden fence, for anyone that isn't sure about that. Beyond which you see the windmill, a tall steeple, and the high-pitched rooftops of several other buildings. Apart from the ringing of the bell, you detect no other activity in the village. Hmm. The trail ends before a lowered drawbridge that spans the moat. Beyond the drawbridge, two stone watchtowers flank an open gap in the palisade. South of the village, and surrounded by the river moat, is a cone-shaped flat-top hill on which stands a stone keep enclosed by a wooden wall. So I guess if you were to explain it to people from the above, it looks like a figure of eight, hmm. um, where one of the figures is the village, and then you've got a, a bridge that, that goes up to the kind of the keep, which is on a slightly higher hill, easier to defend, which you can see because you've got a map. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. The keep, which overlooks the village, has partially collapsed. A wooden bridge that once connected the keep to the village has also partially collapsed. 
Um, let me just think. So uh, th- that's as far as I'm going to go right now. Oh, Nightstone. 60 years since I was here last, Morgul. They don't seem to have years. kept it very well. Look, the keep is, is collapsed on the corner. Yes. Um, yes, it certainly wasn't collapsed last time I was here. I wonder what could be uh, what could be happening. Tell me, Borgel, how do I look? How do I look? If I'm going to be seeing the lady, then uh, I need to look my best. Uh, well, um, let me think. And he, Borgel, Borgel takes a step back and uh, folds his arms and uh, looks you up and down. Hmm. So, how? Uh, what he sees when he steps back? Um, yep. Elias is stood there with uh, his hands on his hips, looking. Uh, he's posing. He's posing for this. Uh, hands on his <laughs> hips, um, looking uh, off into the kind of you know distance, um, and kind of glancing over at Borgle as well. Sort of keeps glancing back to to gauge his reaction. Um, he is dressed in um, uh, quite a fine cape. And quite a, uh, yeah, his cape is, um, it's a, a dark green cape with a, a sort of gold lining on the inside. Um, and his clothes are kind of uh, quite a, again, a sort of fine sort of dark green um, with a little sort of gold trims and stuff. Not actual gold, obviously, but uh, <laughs> imagine if, uh, yeah, quite a, not a fine suit, but imagine if... Uh, what you'd picture a sort of rogue wearing was like a fine suit. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, with you, yeah. Finery, yeah. So I like it. Yeah, this is his travelling clothes. Well, yeah. Borgel says, um, he steps back and he even strokes his uh, chin as well. Well, I think you look worthy of ten tantalising tales. Oh, thank you, Borgel. Yes. Um, should I, should I be wearing my hat? Do you think? Oh, yes, definitely, yes. I think it look, makes you look as sexy as a scrout. Okay, he reaches into his cape and he pulls out, like, a flat disc and he, like, bumps the centre with his knuckle and it puts <laughs> it onto a top hat and he pops it on, on nice. top of his uh, head. He's got, like, a... He's got quite long, sort of, black hair and a, a quite a, sort of, thin face. Uh, the uh, top hat, again, like the like his outfit, is um, is a, a sort of nice dark green with a with a kind of gold band. Mm. Yes, yeah, like this. This finishes it well, does it? It is the the perfect thing. It is it is the snow on the top of the mountain. He taps his cane on the ground. Marvelous, Borgle. Let us continue. Indeed. Let us find out what what the bells are ringing for. Yes. Is there a celebration? Who can say? Sixty years is uh, definitely a period of time, and That's three of my lifetimes. Three three of your lifetimes. So far. Thank you. Um, yes, I don't know. Um, would I would I know of any celebrations it could be, or is it just a daily ring-in, or should we just go and find out? Um, I think, let's, let, how long do you reckon you've spent it in Nightstone? Do you reckon you've spent a bit of time trying to woo? I spent uh, a bit of time there, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, they don't, they don't ring them daily. Oh, okay. They ring them weekly, and obviously on special occasions, yeah. or in danger, I guess. Oh, I mean, it could be a number of things. It could be a special occasion, it could be a... Just the weekly ringing, or the um, maybe a wedding, or wait, Borgle, did you tell them I was coming? No, I no, I've been with you. Perhaps they found out some other way. Ah, yes. Perhaps they're they ringing to denounce you. my arrival. Mm, I I think that would be excellent, but I wouldn't like to give the, any other bard the credit of announcing you. Yes, true. He looks a little bit annoyed about then that. Then come, Borgle, let us put a stop to this. Yes, let yes. us. Well, you you must, and I must observe and tell the tale. And also enjoy the, the, the splendour of such a, a fine welcome. Let's go, mm. Borgel. Come on. Let's go. So you approach the drawbridge then. Yes. Okay, so you still can't see anyone. Bells are still ringing. <clears throat> drawbridge is down. <clears throat> Borgel, time. Announce, announce me, Borgel. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Um, and so uh, Borgel, Borgel clears his throat. <clears> throat> Um, hello? Is there any, any guards? Guards there? Need to announce. Need to announce the arrival of a very important visitor. It doesn't, there doesn't, and he kind of looks, looks at you. Doesn't seem to be anyone there. No. Okay. Um, I am going to, uh, 
Well, do, do you want me to go in? Do you want me to go in and then and then perhaps come out? Um, I'll 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 tell them, <laughs> and, Sorry, then, and then we'll do this again. Uh, I mean, yes. Perhaps we should just go. Should we just go in? Uh, what? Well, yes, yes. Whatever let's, you say. Let's just go in. I mean, I, I feel like yes. I feel like this isn't necessarily a welcome for me anymore. And uh, well, I, don't... If, I mean, yeah. Uh, would you, maybe we should just scrub around this. Yes, I don't want to push things. Don't write this down, Borgle. Don't write this uh, down. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 he, he rips a rips a page or out. Maybe, or maybe maybe Borgle, maybe maybe a little bit of humility in in my story might be a a good thing. It's you know it shows shows that I'm I'm you know what's the word hum, humble 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 yes yes oh yes of course people yes like I think that's very good people. I mean that that idea no. could only possibly have come from an excellently brilliant person like yourself exactly and that's exactly what I am yes marvelous let's let's go in let's go you in you are Humbly. like the best at humility that I've <laughs> ever ever known thank you Borkle thank you Thank you. Yes, I so am. So walk over the drawbridge then. Quite remarkable. I, I truly am. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. The drawbridge is lowered when the party first arrives. It's twenty feet long, ten foot wide, made of sturdy oak. Yes. Uh, iron chains bolted to the drawbridge connect to winch mechanisms in the respective towers. Okay. Marked as two A on the map. Two A on the map. Yes, I can see two A on the map. Yes, that looks like a tower. That's where you said it would probably be. Okay, so you're crossing the drawbridge. Yeah, we're crossing the drawbridge. Okay, you cross the drawbridge, and what you see in front of you is um, two uh, watchtowers, obviously either side of you, and um, the the doors are either just open or ajar. Yeah. And uh, again, there doesn't seem to be any guards, doesn't seem to be any sign of life. If you take a glance around the uh, what's in front of you, obviously you can see the village square like 80, 100 feet in front of you. Yeah. And um, there's quite a few big rocks. Quite just a few kind big of rocks. On the ground, yeah. Um, but still nothing. And, and you can't the, see anyone. And the doors are jar. And the doors, doors are jar. jar. Okay. One of them's open, one of them's ajar. Right, okay. Um, Borgel, I, I'm not sure if things are quite right. Let's uh, let's go in. Um, so there's some big rocks just lying on the ground. Do they look yeah. like they've rolled at all? Like they've moved? Do you see what no, I mean? So, not really. No, because you can see them on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but blobs, these are all rocks. But yeah, they don't look like they've rolled. Well, actually, you want to make um yeah like a perception check. See, I'm I'm wondering if they're like from a catapult or something. Okay, do you want to check out the one that is right next to the watchtower? Uh, so, perception, I have rolled... Um, so, you've got no 16. bonus on perception, have you? 16. 16, okay. Um, so, I've only got my base thing. So, what is uh, what is perception on? That's a... Perception is on wisdom. A wisdom. And uh, no, I don't have... Um, so, yeah, 16. No, you don't, you don't have any wisdom. Oh, actually, on here, I seem to have you down as having proficiency in wisdom. Okay. So that would be a plus two. Oh, nice one. Nice okay. one. Okay, so that's a plus two. So I'm going to change that there. That's a very boring thing to be doing. I can't see that that, that proficiency in... Um... Well, I mean, I think you've only got two proficiencies, which is wisdom and charisma. Okay, okay, yeah. Do you concur? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Excellent. Right, so so yeah, so yeah, your character has proficiency in wisdom and charisma. So, quick recap then. Uh, your wisdom score is 11, not very yeah. high. So your modifier on that is zero. Yeah. However, because um, perception is uh, based on wisdom, you get the proficiency bonus as well because you have proficiency in wisdom. Okie dokie. So I'm going to say plus two. So what's your last 16? Plus two? I mean, to be honest, the 16 was high enough anyway. Yeah. But... <laughs> So, uh, so okay. So you look at the rock, which is right next to the watchtower, yeah. and um, yeah, it doesn't seem to have rolled. Okay. I mean, it doesn't seem to have rolled at all. It just right. seems to have been like plonked there. Plonked it's a there. big rock, though. Yeah, we're talking like five or five or six foot in diameter. Yeah, it's a big rock. Okay, but do I think it could be like from a catapult or something? Or yeah. Okay. It's uh... it um. You can't see that it that there's any tracks that have mm. moved it to that place. Yeah. So you, I think you would assume it is somehow from above. Okay. Oh. So it could be a catapult. Crikey. Um, this is not why... What does this mean? 
This means the place could have been under attack at some point. Maybe it's under attack now. Maybe the bells are signalling an attack. Maybe the bells are signalling the end of an attack. Maybe the bells are signalling my arrival and they were interrupted by an attack, by perhaps someone who I may have wronged in the past. Who might I have wronged in the past, Bord? Um, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm just doing the second one. What was the second one again? And he's frantically writing down. The second one was that uh, it could be the end of an attack. The bells could be signaling the end of an attack. I thought that was, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, these are not normally here, then, these rocks. Uh, they weren't here last time I was here. Perhaps they could just be redecoration. Perhaps, perhaps the bells could signal um, the unveiling of an art installation. Um, I just, I, it's called night stone. I just kind of assumed there of would stones. be stones. There's, there's some stones, but there's only one real stone that this is named after. Borg. Oh, there's which one a is that? stone. It's the, um, is it in the middle of the square? Or is it in the middle of the keep? Uh, well, it's in the middle of the square where three, the number three is. Okay. Um, so you can see it from where you are. That stone over there is the reason for this place being called Nightstone, Borgle. The and, big... and as you as you turn and you refer to the big obsidian black stone, you realise it's not there. Um. What what stone? What do you mean? The I don't know. I don't, I'm really not following you here. Huge obsidian block behind me, Borgle. Can you not see it? There. No, you, no, you're gonna have. Just, please, just be really specific about this because Elias you know I'm not. I'm not and you. Sees it's not there. Oh, um, are we? Are we sure Where? we're exactly. in the right place? There was a sign. I mean, yes, but I mean, had had perhaps some local youths maybe switched the signs around. What? What about this? And he points to a sign that says, "Welcome to Nightstone." And that is quite an elaborate jape, if it is indeed a jape. Um, perhaps someone stole the stone. Perhaps these rocks are the stone. No, they can't be the stone. Are they the stone? Are they obsidian? These They're rocks? not obsidian. They're not. Perhaps someone lost a stone and tried to replace it with these other stones. Perhaps the stone was stolen. I'm, I'm struggling to keep up, if I'm honest, writing okay. all this down. There's a lot of options here, a lot of options. I mean, if it's a big rock, this obsidian, you know, this lump of obsidian with all the runes and things etched into it. It's, it's one of those, you know how you were, you sometimes lock things up and when things are really big, you kind of don't bother and you say, do you know what, if someone steals that, Fair play to them; they've earned it. That's what oh, this, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what this obsidian stone was. And so you tried to steal the stone? No, I didn't. I've never tried to steal the stone. I made okay. it disappear once, but that was all. That was all smoke and mirrors. It didn't uh. really disappear. It was still there all along. It was quite spectacular. Yes, quite spectacular. Uh, we, we shall have to. Uh, we shall have to discuss that then. I think that's a chapter in itself. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, but someone apparently has taken the stone. Well, how did they get the stone out? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's still there. Maybe they too are using smoke and mirrors. Yes, I'm going to walk over to where the stone should be. Okay. Uh, can you make a... Hmm. Um, well, yeah, make a perception check. Uh, 16 plus 18. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so as you start move towards the square, the middle yeah. of the square, um, you notice that there is some activity. There's something moving. Um, let me just check something. Uh, where are we? <clears throat> the square. Um, so, yeah, obviously you can – the square is a muddy open area with a five-foot deep hole in the middle of it where the stone was. North of the hole is a covered well – Right. And in the northeast corner of the village square, you see something furry. Um, it's quite big. It kind of looks like the size of a wolf. No, no, big, bigger than a wolf. Um, it's dark and hairy, and it's moving about, and it seems to be eating something. 
and it dawns on you that it's a warg. A warg? A warg. Okay. Um... Big old angry, bigger than a wolf type kind of beast. Um, Borgle. Yes. There, there appears to be an angry beast. Oh, yes. That's yes. a warg, that is. A warg, They're yes. very dangerous. Very dangerous. Perhaps we should steer clear of it. Uh, let oh, us... Oh, um... okay, okay. I'm not very um, subtle, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, just saying. Okay. Um, okay. Let us um, try and... Let's not head northeast. Let's head in the opposite direction. This rock has definitely been stolen. Someone has bested my magic. Okay. Someone has bested me and actually made this rock disappear. I see. Um, I see. So, so they've they've come here and they've taken the stone or 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 disappeared the stone merely to try and outdo you. Perhaps. Knowing that you are the most famous, the most elaborate, the most amazing of magicians. <sighs> this is outrageous, this but it makes outrageous. a great story. Yes, we must get to the bottom of this. We must find out who it is. But first, Borgel, we must find cover away from the warg. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, so you can see um, on the map around you, obviously mm. you've got um, the, the gate, uh, the the watchtowers yeah. right next to you, which are next to, and the doors are open. Um, you've got a, above you, or north, is mm. that number five. Yeah. That is, and let's just say that you know all this because you've been here before. That's the temple. I think the watchtower is probably a good place. Oh, um, the and temple. then 4B. Hmm. Well, yeah, the watchtower, the temple, and yeah. then um, uh, 4A, which is southwest of you. Yeah. Um, what was that? 4A is just like it looks like a house. Um, and I think they own the farm, which yeah. is just so you can see the farmland, which is 4B. That's the stuff that's right next to you. Okay. Unless you wanted to venture further afield. No, I don't think we're gonna. I think it's a kind of a. There's something terrifying. There's something like so. Yeah. I think the best the best thing for us to do is try and get a, a lay of the land. So, I feel okay. like the watchtower is good because it gives us a good view from above because we can get up. Yeah. Bear in mind. Bear in mind also that yeah. Okay. Okay. But cool. The temple um, seems like mind. a place where people would would congregate. Yes, the temple is also where the bell ringing is coming from. So yeah, let's go. To the, we're gonna go to the temple. Okay, well, first of all, I think you should roll for stealth. Yes, because so presumably you're stealth. doing this stealthily. I'm going to roll for stealth. Okay. I am going to fail my roll for stealth. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, well, hang on. What did you get? Because I've got a, I've got a, um, you know, roll as well. I rolled a two. Oh wow! So there. and then that's plus. Um, uh, what yeah, you get so for stealth? stealth plus is three. Dex, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, you get plus three, so that's five. 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 Okay. Well, let's see what the perception of the uh, the warg is. Um, I think I get advantage. Oh, the warg has advantage on perception checks. Good for you. Oh, I you hate really them. don't stand a chance here. My first roll's an eleven, so really, <laughs> so much point. And my other roll was a nine. So yeah, okay. So you start tiptoeing towards the temple and Borgel walks tiptoeing very uh, hilariously um, because he doesn't look graceful at all um, and uh, you see that the wargs, it just it, its head comes up from eating whatever it was eating and you see that it was devouring a dog um, it's got its maw in the kind of dog's gizzards whatever yeah. they are and uh, it, it, it raises its kind of uh, head to the skies this ears twitch around because it can hear something and then it starts to smell and blood drips off its maw and it slowly turns its head round and locks eyes with you and uh obviously then turns around to go to charge at you oh no Borgo, so I... we could do <laughs> i don't think this is what we wanted at all it's seen us yes indeed seen us perhaps we should uh do we run or do we fight it? I am tempted to cast sleep on it. I think you should try. Okay. So, I rolled uh, 20 in total. 20? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, well, that's... That, yeah, that's a hit. So, roll your 5d8. 
and tell me the total. Okay. And then and then tell me how it plays out. Five D eight. So yeah. seven, seven, four, five, eight. Am I expected to add that up? Um, seven, seven, four, five, eight. We've got like eighteen, uh, twenty-three, and then eight. Thirty-one is it? Yeah. Uh, this total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. That's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that part of it. Yeah. So what I'd like you to do is, is describe how you cast the sleep spell. Yeah. And then I will do the response from the warg. Okay. So, um, um, how it happens? So it needs a pinch of salt. So what happens is, uh, and you've got to, you've got to flail your cloak around a bit. Just... Yeah. So that's exactly. What, so what happens is, uh, uh, he says, uh. Uh, we're not going to make it, Borgle. Hold on, hold on, quickly. Hold this. And he sort of uh, hands his cane over and he sort of flips his cape open. Um, to, so Borgle takes the cane. And as the cape flips open, he sort of reaches down uh, into one of the pockets and he pulls out uh, some items, and uh, he, uh, uh, some of which is uh, some salt. And uh, he kind of sprinkles it in front of him and he sort of circles his hands around um, uh creating like uh this like sort of lights um and a uh, glow around in this area uh and he's kind of uh, mutters some words under his breath and then he sort of spreads his hand around and there's like a uh the the glow that was between his hands sort of spreads out in like a uh like a shimmery mist that Ooh. sort of spreads out and uh uh then the 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 war kind of runs into this mist oh um as it sort Excellent. of dissipates Okay. Well, Bor Borgel um, is fascinated by this and take takes a step to the side and goes down on one knee and just kind of uh, stares up at, um, at Elias doing this and actually starts kind of taking a quick sketch, a little sketch up for pencil, uh, charcoal actually, a little charcoal sketch, yeah. um, uh, as if he's a photographer. Anyway, uh, the warg obviously salivating, thinking, oh, this is my new meal. And uh, that's how it thinks. That's just in, in a monologue. Um, and uh, and it's, it sort of almost does the kind of classic um, scraping at the ground with its feet a little bit while it's kind of getting itself ready, getting purchased on the ground and starts surging towards the pair. And then as it gets nearer, it then suddenly starts shaking its head around a bit confused and then just sort of slumps into the ground and slides forward its momentum carrying it to elias's feet and the and the the, the little patch of salt on the ground and you've managed to uh to sleep it and uh put it to sleep and it um it starts kind of uh i don't know maybe dreaming it's kind of does it get a, <sighs> of interest does it get a saving throw against it or does it just go to sleep um, I think it. I think it just goes to sleep. Yeah, because it doesn't say there's any kind of so save, does it? In the thing. Nice. Um, if the target. Yeah, no, it doesn't say anything about saving throws on that. That's good though. I mean, you rolled really well. I think. Um, yeah. its hit points were twenty six. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if you'd have rolled bad, more bad, you know, worse, then it would have got to you. And it's got a pretty fierce bite. Um, what I'm tempted to do is, uh, Borgle, should we, um, should we just leave it sleeping or should we, um, you know, put it out of its misery? Well, it's, it's a warg. It is an evil beast that yes. would only just devour everything as it goes. That was incredible, Elias. <laughs> it was Thank amazing. Yes. I've, I've written that down. I've done a, a preliminary sketch of this look and he shows you. Um, that was incredible. And, and all the time... This open door is five feet away from you. We could have just gone in there, but you didn't. You you took on the beast well, with your incredible magics. Well, Borgel, I mean, that's just the kind of guy I am, you know. Do you know what would be really awesome? If we had, like, uh, if we had funds and, and stuff to, to commission an artist to, like, create the photograph pieces that Borgel might take throughout the thing, that would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. If if I've got a few people that I know could do it, but it's if yeah. they had time, really. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? But yeah, that'd I just thought fun. that would be quite cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Borgel. Well, perhaps. Um... What are you going to do with it then? The, the beast, the warg. It's obviously been killing the uh, the local uh, wildlife. 
I am going to just go up to it. I'm going to pull out a dagger and shove it into its head. Do I need to make a roll for that or? No, I think that's good. Okay, cool. There we I go. I think yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, how strong are you? Oh. But then you could always slit its throat, couldn't you? So oh, yeah, that's true. I'll do that. You're not that strong, but yeah, you could always try and and stab it in the head, and then think, and this isn't really working, and uh, and slit its throat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that because that's a little bit more like awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the blood pours forth, and there is a, a a moment where you're sort of you kind of you kind of you kind of jump back, terrified. Yeah because uh for a second it kind of like opened its eye yeah. as you were kind of attacking it the magic um kind of uh taken away there was a there was a moment between magic uh sedating it and the life blood draining out of it yeah yeah marvelous uh cool there we go this warg will not be bothering anyone else now borgle oh that was magnificent and uh, yes. and borgle borgle walks up to it and um he's quite strong and he's he he kind of just like obviously like you've done all this stuff and mm. this wargan dispatched it and everything and he's been a bystander and an onlooker and he just kind of goes up to it and uh and like rips one of its tusks off and pops it in his bag oh i think this would be an excellent relic which i could sell to a museum yes <laughs> the tusk of the slain warg yes yes that would be quite something wouldn't it anyone would be pleased to have such a thing come let's go to the temple that's probably where the uh, people are and we can tell them that we've saved them us absolutely i shall i shall announce you if you yes, like that would be marvelous please borgle please yes okay so um borgle uh um goes to uh sweep into the temple as i say the doors open yeah and he he goes to he he draws breath in his huge chest so that he can announce you and he kind of stupidly waltzes in to the temple and his his huge booming voice um starts we are welcome and he just sort of trails off and uh, and he pops his head back there's no one there there's, there's no one there no no uh, <laughs> as he comes out um come he's, in, come he's this elias is kind of uh taking some deep breaths and just like readying himself for it uh, as if he's about to go onto stage uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, okay. he said, <laughs> well, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, no one's there. I mean, there must be someone there. Someone's ringing the bell, Borgle. Oh, Admittedly, yes, the, the bell. bell is I didn't see a bell. Well, no, the, the bell is, is kind of kind of upstairs. Perhaps we should go and ask them what's going on. Okay, so you yes. go into the temple. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and part of this you know, part of this you can see. Yeah. Um... This wooden temple is dedicated to Lathander, god yeah. of the dawn, and Meliki, goddess of forests. It has a slender steeple, and you know it has obviously a bell in there. Um, stained glass windows depicting images of birth, the dawning sun, trees, and unicorns. Ooh. When the characters first arrive here, the front door to the temple is wide open, and the bell is ringing incessantly, which you know. Temple and pulpit which is uh, 5A. So if you can see my cursor, we've got number five is the temple. Yep. And then over here, we've got a little floor plan of the temple. And so yep. you've just come in here, and we're in 5A, basically. Okay. So sunlight or moonlight, oh, sunlight in this case, pours into this high-vaulted chamber through four stained-glass windows set into the north and south walls. Beneath the windows are plain wooden benches for the elderly or infirm to sit on. The room is mostly empty, Standing against the back wall is a wooden pulpit with steps leading up to it. The floor of the temple is composed of dirt. Uh, set into the west wall, north of the pulpit, is a half-open door, okay. which is where the steeple is. Yeah, well, let's let's head up. Um, where are all the people? Where are all the people? Well, there's the church and there's the steeple. Uh, where are all the people indeed? Uh, hang on, hang on a second. I'm going to write that down. That that's excellent. Yes, thank you. Yes, I catchy. Try. It's catchy. catchy, catchy indeed. Yes. Um, I mean, hmm. Let's head upstairs. You first, Borgle, of course. That's nice. You know, to uh, to announce me to whoever's up there. 
Yes, indeed. Well, they're bell ringers, I presume. Um, and uh, obviously, once Borgel's gone ahead, um, I assume that there is a, a, a place where people place um, offerings and... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Um, I'm you just going to reach my hand in. Yeah, offerings to, to their gods and things, you know? Ah, you're going to get you're going to steal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, there is actually. Let me just check something cuz there is. I remember there is some kind of poor box. Yeah. Okay, there's a poor there's poor box. Yeah. And you notice as you go to steal from it that it has been um smashed open and there's nothing in it. Oh. Bloody hell. Anyway, so Borgle, Borgle, yeah. um, uh, peers into the uh, into the steeple room, and uh, and he looks confused. You can still see his face. And then he comes back out and he says, "Well, I didn't see any people. I think you should come look at this." Okay, Borgle, let's go. Um, it looks like there's been some. I've I've done a little bit of investigating down here while you're up there. A little bit of investigating in. Uh... To find out what's going on, and it appears there's been some a theft, a robbery, a, br- oh. a burglary here. That's outrageous. Yes, it is. That's a, cr- Out- that's a crime. Outrageous indeed. Yes, terrible, terrible crime, Borgle. Terrible crime. I'm disgusted. Anyway, let's just head up. So yeah, I'm going to head up and see what he's talking about. Okay, so you 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 yourself peer around the door, mm. and what you see is um the bells are being rung yeah. and they're being rung because there are a couple of goblins gleefully swinging on the knotted rope that hangs from the bell in the steeple uh the sound of the bell seems to be delighting the goblins because they are laughing a lot <laughs> keep bringing it keep you bringing there, it goblins <laughs> okay so the goblins drop from the rope and they bring out scimitars an no. attack. No, I don't want to fight you. I want you to answer my questions, goblins. Well, as you're saying this, the goblins start running towards you to attack with their scimitars. Okay. You want a treasure? <laughs> I'm going to fight me some goblins. Yeah. Okay, so we are we are into we are into action. Right um I think I think they got the jump on you to be I honest. Think so. Do we roll for initiative? Uh I mean, let them go first. No, I feel like they should fun. go first. I feel like I was saying yeah. some words. They were going for it, yeah. yeah. Um, Borgel just about has time to get his sword out. I mean, I know we should roll for initiative, but I, f- I feel like, yeah, yeah, no. Let them do it. Let okay. Them it. So um, let's see. This one then. This one attacks you with its scimitar. Yeah. So it comes in and it slashes its scimitar at you wildly. What? And it uh, it rolls, and it doesn't hit you. No, that's good. So it so it just rolls, but you you have time to kind of you know it, it's a bit frantic because yeah. it's so excited from ringing the bell, and uh, and so you just you're just able to kind of dodge out the way a little bit like a like a boxer. Yeah. Um, it's almost like if any, if it hits anything, it's going to be hitting the the smoke or the the cloak that you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how about I let you uh, do what you want to do, and then I'll move on to the other one. Um, I'm trying to think. I am going to. Um... Unless you want to think, while I go for the other yeah, one. Yeah, you go for the other one. Go for the other one. Okay, cool. Okay, so the other one uh, again just runs in. <laughs> Stop you! With its uh, scimitar. It's not very good with a scimitar. No. And it's. Uh... It slashes. Oh, this might be close. And oh, no, doesn't quite hit. Doesn't quite hit. So it goes in, stabbing. Um, but instead, um, it just kind of uh, it just kind of pokes its sword into uh, Borgel's leather armor, not oh. piercing it. And Borgel looks down like, like, what are you doing? And uh, and now you can act. Right, okay. I am going to... Uh, I'm just having a little look at... Better, trying to think what I can do. Um, what are you going to do? I yeah, am I mean... going to try and attack one of them with my... 
Melee or ranged? Oh, daggers. I could throw a dagger. <laughs> you could do. To hear. But I think you get a, di a disadvantage almost if you throw, if you do a ranged attack and you're in close combat. Oh, that's true, actually. Um, so, yeah, I am going to stab one of them. Or I'm going to stab it with my dagger. Okay. And it's going to be awesome. Right, so um, you uh, roll to hit, and I think you get plus five. Yeah, that's right. So, no, oh, that's a bit sad. That is a uh, 15. In total. 15. Um, Including the plus yep, five. Yep, you've hit. Oh, really? Hit. Nice one. Yep. 1d4 yep, so. plus three piercing damage. Oh, hoo, hoo. Uh, so six in total. Okay. So do you want to describe what you did? Um, so you've, you've you've wounded it quite a lot. Oh uh, right. So uh, yeah, they both they both attack, and uh, the whilst they're doing it, um, uh, Elias is quite flamboyantly flouncing around in his cape, uh, kind of creating sort of trying to make it sort of difficult to sort of see where he is, sort of you know creating like a a swirl yeah, yeah. of cape around him, flourishing and yeah, flourishing flashing and, and, uh, and, and the light comes so. through the stained glass window comes off the fake gold lining to yeah. blind the goblin as well and uh as as he sort of does that and sort of one goes to to stab him he sort of dodges dodges round and in his cape he sort of um uh, all of a sudden out of it there's kind of a, a a knife sort of in its back in the back of its ribs Ooh, and he sort that's of jabs nice. it in and pulls it out oh that's nice that's really nice um, ah, beetle hurt! Ah, don't stab me! I'll well, just stab you! I mean, if you just, just answered my questions, then I wouldn't have to stab you now, would I? No, beetle, answer no questions! Did then... just starts flailing around with his scimitar. Okay. And Borgle gets to act. Yeah, he does. Um, Borgle has his uh, short sword out, and he's kind of like, he's kind of... What is this pesky, tiny little thing? He's struggling to even see it. And so so he kind of slowly kind of slashes his sword down, but the goblin is just too quick darting here and there, just sort of poking at him with his lame hits. No. And I think we are back to the goblin's we action are again, aren't we? Okay. So once again, the one, um, the one that's attacking you... Um, it doesn't know where to hit, but just starts flailing around and trying to hit as best it can, really. Hmm. And it doesn't hit because you just, you know, it, it just keeps hitting cloak and thin air and things like that. Um, and, you know, just, just for effect, you've got these little smoke pellets that you just pop, pop, pop. <laughs> little smoke comes out of here. He's really confused. Oh, what is this? What is this smoke? What is this smoke I see? Yes, this is what happens um, when you try to fight Elias Schachmel. Nice. And then the other one attacks Borgle. Oh, and he actually, um, he, he's fed up of trying to get through his armour. It's only leather armour, but still, he's fed up of trying to get through his armour. So he just goes for his foot, and he manages to catch him on the foot. Um, oh, oh, that's my foot. I need that for walking. Yes, you do. And uh, what does he get to... Uh, 1d6 plus 2. Oh, he's done Borgle 5 points of damage. Oh, that's quite a lot, considering Borgle's first level character. Yeah. That's not what we want at all. Oh, it's my toe. Um, Borgle's not the hardest of Orc. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, that was those two. Uh, you get to act again. Okay, I am going to try it and stab the one that I've already stabbed again. Or okay. may, uh, maybe I should stab the one that stabbed Borgle. Are they the same one, or are they? Who can say? No, it's two. There's two. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and stab one of them, and I got a, a twenty in total. In so total. Fifteen plus five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um... Which one? I've just got to ask. Which one are you going for? The one on you, or the one on the on on Borgle? Uh, the one on Borgle. Oh, God, that is excellent, excellent choice. Um, okay, so roll to roll for damage. Okay, and that is a uh, five in total. Five. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. And uh, and this this other one. Oh, Varkat, Varkat, that was my my arm. That was my good arm. My thieving arm. Yes. Yes. Now it's your your hurting arm. 
Yeah, so I need to work on my one-liners. Um, Borg will wait and we'll come up with something better later. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, for, for, for now, and he, he looks back at the goblin, stand still! <laughs> ah, and as he bellows down at the goblin, the goblin's, um, it's quite a big bellow. And uh, the goblin's uh, three hairs that are on his head and its ears both catch the, the wind that Borgel's voice has created as he brings his short sword down on its head. And it's his short sword goes into its head Ooh, and it kind nice. of, its eyes both look up cross-eyed to the blade and go and just crumples down on the floor yes good work now there's just one more right there is but he gets to act doesn't he yeah he does dead i'm just gonna mark that one as dead vark is dead um okay no not vark vark pedo's friend and so he swings his scimitar at you again um and he doesn't hit. Is he not? Yes, he's so upset. He's <laughs> so upset. I am going to attack. Attack. Now I gave okay. you an opportunity. Oh, nine. Nine. Yeah. No. Okay. So what were you going to do? Some I was kind going of to try and stab him again with my dagger. Okay. So you go to stab him, but actually he kind of goes towards um, Vark, his his friend, yeah. um, kind of in sadness. Oh, no, Vark! Oh. And so you miss him because he moved out of the way. And so Borgel gives it a try. And hang on. Eight. I got an eight, but it's a plus six, so 14. So, oh, no, I didn't, didn't get him. Um, so Borgel manages to wrestle his short sword out of Vark's head and then goes for, for Bido as well and sort of just kind of swings but again he's having to bend down quite a lot and these goblins are just a bit wily and so he misses so it's now uh, the goblin's turn um, and he is going to um, pick up his scimitar again in both hands this time and go I must avenge my friend's death and tries to hit you and he misses. Really? He's distraught, clearly. Has yeah. he got, like, minuses on this weapon or something? Or... Well, I rolled a four. Oh, wow. So, four plus four, eight. Oh, 19 so... with my dagger. Uh, 19 plus five, so 20-something. Okay. Yeah, you've hit. You've hit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so gonna go on, describe that, because that's a killing blow. Yeah. So if you want to describe that, you're welcome to. Okay. Um, so I look at him while he's flailing around, and... Uh, um, and like I, I mean, he, he's upset, man. He's distraught. Yeah. That's I, his only friend. I gave you an opportunity. I just wanted to talk to you, but you turned me down. And then, um, um, so you did this to yourselves. And uh, before I sort of before he, he lunges in, um, Elias like glances to make sure that 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 um, uh, Borgel Borgel is uh, watching, and yeah. uh, he takes his knife and he kind of spins it in his hand. Um, and catches it sort of while his fist is on the up and it's facing down and he just stabs it into the side of the uh, the, the goblin's head. Oh, ho, 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 that's nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's what happens. Um, and he has, uh, uh, he carries with him like a, a, a little towel, like a little cloth that he, he wipes his uh, blades with. So that, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. As ever, thank you so much for joining us. I really hope you enjoyed that. And we will be back in a month's time with part two of this adventure. So we're playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Um, if you Google either of those, Dungeons and Dragons or Wizards of the Coast, you'll find out a whole host more information about it and where you can get yourself a copy of the Player's Handbook or the Dungeon Master's Guide or everything you need to start playing uh great fantasy role-playing games yourself um yeah be sure to stick around right to the end because we have another promotion coming up this time from omen investigations which is a brilliant podcast if you like the kind of supernatural 
uh, and uh, silliness, really. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's it from me. See you in a month's time. Stay well and remember, stay vigilant, adventurers. Attention, new agents. This is me, Dr. Byron Brimstone, director of the OMEN. That's the Office for Occult Monitoring, Examination, and Negation. I'm here to give you a short intro into the adventures of the OMEN Investigations team. Join us on a comedy role-playing podcast set in the modern world, where three agents travel the globe to deal with demons, cultists, and conspiracy theories. Follow the exploits of Koala Jackson, an amnesiac Australian with a dark history. Yeah. Annabelle St. John. A gun-sticking girl from the Deep South. Is it a gun colt or is it a pony colt? And Dr. Martin, a disgraced former professor from Sweden. I mean, I am from Sweden. If you like listening to people search for monsters, aliens, entities from beyond the void and other such hoo-ha, then you should check out Omen Investigations on all good podcast apps. They've stared out. Dolores, remind me why we're podcasting our top-secret operations again. Because I'm funny, Mr. Monster. Right.